Welcome to the Trailer Island Podcast. I'm Alex, and as every week, I'm joined by Steve and Matthew. A very, um, I must apologise, a grumpy Matthew. I'm not grumpy. I, um, this is the second time we've done this episode <laughs> because. I didn't hit record. Some we of the st- best broadcasting I've ever done. <laughs> there are many things that we said in the last 10 minutes that... Um, were gold. That were gold, and I wasn't recording. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. It's all right. You know, technical issues are uh, can be a problem. Uh, yeah, I was, and we are no strangers to that. No, we're not. And sometimes the errors are of human nature, like choosing Mortal Engines as a film to review. Mm-hmm. But we were recording when uh, when we discussed that. So, yes, um, I listen to that just to help me sleep sometimes. Isn't it nice that we actually didn't get too far in before? I am glad um, you realised because I was sitting here going, "All right, let's go." Like just yeah, um, get stuck into things. But no, I uh, I just completely stuffed that up. So a little story for everyone listening at home: it doesn't always go well, and and we're here to own up to our mistakes. Yeah. It's probably not the best start to what is meant to be a kind of three week <laughs> event. That's right. Okay, <laughs> let's get stuck into it. We yeah. are the trailer on podcast, and we compare films and their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? But this week we're doing TV again. Last week we did a TV episode, Thingy yeah. Majiggy. This week we're doing TV, and for the next three weeks we're doing the Marvel Extravaganza that is currently completely available on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve, you're an aficionado I'm an expert. of the Marvel Universe. Matthew, I, I'm a student this week. Yes. You are, you are the casual observer. Um, it, it's funny. I, I don't know if these shows were ones that I would have necessarily have watched if I I mean you know you didn't you didn't make me watch them I was glad to watch them but mm. I don't know if I would have naturally ended up what sitting down to watch all, all yeah. three of these that we're going to discuss over the next few weeks so yeah definitely this was um this was fun for me it was an education it's uh, Marvel have done something different here which I like um as as we were just discussing 10 minutes ago um I feel like this is the complete opposite the, the, all three shows are the complete mm. opposite of what Black Widow was in the sense that Black Widow was just playing kept, kept to the formula didn't yeah. it yeah very yeah. formulaic just played it too safe and was very not to sound too stern but a bit uninspired mm-hmm. these shows complete opposite mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into them and and did it did it bother you that you can't put a disc oh. in a machine you see I okay if you want me to to go down there again I we will do. um so Disney Plus and Disney, the mouse house, bought 20th Century Fox a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, 20th Century Fox were in the process of remastering their back catalogue into the new format 4K and Blu-ray, making them all look nice and pretty, and then releasing them on physical media. Disney have stopped that process, and they just are now uploading them to Disney+, Plus, but not releasing them on physical media. Now, the reason this bothers me, not to sound really old, is that I don't want physical media to die, especially not when it comes to 4K, because to get a really good 4K picture, you're looking at something like 20 plus megabytes per second. If you live here in Australia, you'd be very lucky to be getting those internet speeds. I know I'm certainly not at home. So when you stream something in 4K, it's not actually in 4K. It's going to look better off of disc. And so you can't. You, I will not be silenced. Because turn, turn up the crickets because I, I think we should actually do an episode on this. <laughs> because I do. I have, I have thoughts on this as well. I do. It, well, look, I, watched, I, I did a test because I'm that kind of person. I'm also, I'm also very oh, single. Very, very single and alone. But I watched the first half of Prometheus. It's <laughs> the worst dating app ever. The, I watched Prometheus on Disney Plus and it looks amazing. But then when I put the disc in, I legitimately think it looked better. There's less color banding. There are no artifacts. The picture looks more solid. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Today. <laughs> anyway, the yeah, okay. I just want to say he is a solid lay. 
you. So if you are... <laughs> Thank you, Steve. You're a good wingman. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, look, back to... Let's get back on, on track. Thank you, Alex, for letting me just get that off my chest. <laughs> Solid lay. And because we're stuck on the island, his tan is fantastic. It is, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For a ginger, mm-hmm. looks great. Yeah, well, I should have taken my watch off, but other than that, um, it's pretty consistent. <laughs> well, it's yeah. not even on your wrist. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Marvel, Marvel, MCU. So the wonderful Disney Plus have provided us uh, the ability to stream mm. this, and you, if you or someone you know works with Disney Plus, um, yeah, we convince them to start re-releasing movies we, in physical media. We run this podcast on nothing, and it would be lovely to get some money from the House <laughs> of Mouse, but you know, whatever. Um, we enjoy doing the podcast. Uh, Steve, would you like to introduce this week's TV I would love to. Uh, It is uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's first television show on Disney+. Plus. We are talking about WandaVision. Heavenly shades of night are calling. It's twilight time. Wanda and Vision. Aren't we a five pair? This is our home now. I want us to fit in. Oh, this is gonna be a gas! Where did you two move from? How long have you been married? And why don't you have children yet? Our story. I think what my wife means to say is that we moved from... Moved from where? Married when? Damn it, why? Oh, Arthur, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Really happened. Like days ago, the lighting the spark of love that fills me. With the Am I dead? No. Why would you think that? Because you are. <laughs> Each day I pray for evening just to be. We are an unusual couple, you know. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. I love that trailer. Me too. That's such a good. I, I, it's funny because um, <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad we got to watch that the second time there because obviously we weren't recording the first one. But yeah. it, that's it's a really well cut together trailer. And yeah. again, this comes back to me being, and you're going to hear me say this. I think a lot over the next three weeks. I certainly think I did during Black Widow. I I was out of the Marvel mm-hmm. thing after Endgame. I was happy. It was done. That arc had finished. So I wasn't really looking to... I mean, I watched the new Spider-Man. The trailer of that mm-hmm. dropped yesterday, and that's a, that looks great. But anyway, this trailer made me excited, same as the trailer for Loki when we get to mm-hmm. that one, made me excited about Marvel again. I think for someone like me, that's a huge deal. About uh, probably two years, maybe 18 months ago, they, they announced the slate of programming that's to come for Marvel. Um, and I wasn't super... I was excited, yeah. But when I saw WandaVision was a part of that slate, I'm like, okay, they're about to do something weird. Okay, <laughs> It's and a little weird, isn't it? And they only released the title to it. And I was like, this is definitely going to be something that's weird. And then we get this first trailer. And I'm like, mm. okay, this is going to be everything I wanted. This is going <laughs> to be off. This is not going to be Marvel as usual. Great. Fantastic. And I, I could not be happier with this, happier with this series. Yeah. It's a... Uh... It doesn't follow the formula very much, does it? No. Well, of, I suppose, the Marvel Universe, 
until the end. I think yeah. it, it sort of yeah. slips back into its old ways at the end, there, which is okay because it's handled quite well and it's done in universe and it works. Yeah, I was worried neatly. about that. I, I was worried. Oh, they've done all this amazing creative work at the at the front. It'd be a shame to descend into a Black Widow style fight mm-hmm. at the end. Not, this, this isn't a spoiler at all, but um, mm, but it doesn't do that. No, uh, we get tastes of it. We do, uh, but. Is it the first... F- how many episodes are in this? Nine? Nine, yeah. And it's maybe the first five or six... Six, I believe. ...that are very, very... Uh, stylized? Stylized. Mm. Thank you, Matthew. That's okay. <laughs> uh, in the decades of television. And those first two episodes that really go for that 50s, 60s uh, sitcom style. And they nail it. And I loved it. Mm. I actually, my favorite episode, I, I enjoyed this show immensely, but my favorite one was the first one where mm. it's completely, it's just a whole sitcom episode. Yeah. Like, because obviously, as, as it goes on, they start, you start getting clues as to what's happening and mm. you start breaking away from that. But that first episode is just beginning to end. It's just a 1950s, four by three, black and white sitcom. Yep. With, and I, I was like, this is incredible. Like, much like you, Steve, I thought, I, this is so much more interesting than, than I thought it would be. I mean, I, I love the episode where they sort of do their own take on Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, they, they skip over like the 90s decade and they go straight into the noughties and it is this this fantastic look at, at single camera sitcoms and you sort of, you're like, all these characters are just giving do like, a, like a nostalgic feel for... And then there's like they, they get into a bit more of a modern family type yeah, thing as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, but that first episode when, you know, it, it looks like um, I, I Dream of Genie, Genie and, and Bewitched mm-hmm. and the aesthetic is nailed, the style is nailed. And that reminded me of being a kid, not that I was a kid in the 50s and 60s, <laughs> but... Those types of shows were shown after school mm-hmm. and you'd go home and you'd watch these shows yeah. and I was just brought back to being yeah. a seven-year-old in, in a lounge room after school watching these, these shows from decades before and it just absolutely nailed it. So how much of the plot are we going to be able to get into? Yeah, was, we, we should probably put the premise out, shouldn't we? Well, yeah. how long? It's, it's difficult. It's difficult this How one. long ago did this come out? It was about a year ago, <clears> would you say? No, it was, it was March. Was it? Well, what year is it now? It's 2021. This yeah. is March 2021. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh. It's a, uh, yeah, it, I, I, I understand. April, We've had May, three June, three July, Marvel August. series so far this okay, year. Okay, it's, it's been about six months since it came yeah. out. Okay. The world has been busy <laughs> since March. It's all been a bit strange. Uh, so that's oh, sorry. I'm still kind of blown away yeah, by yeah, that because th- they've released a lot in that time. Then haven't they? They have. They have. Because next week we're going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then mm. following that was their final release of Loki. And then we got three more movies to look at Holy as well. boy. You know what wasn't released in that time? What? No Time to Die. That's true. Oh, which, has, which has been delayed again Matthew, in we this told country. you not to talk about Bond. <laughs> we understand and you've got your views about it. Oh, dear. But the day that comes out is the day we can discuss it, okay? Oh, all right. Fine. Whatever. So, WandaVision... <laughs> For some reason, uh, the first episode of WandaVision picks up with uh, Wanda Maximoff uh, of the Avengers, uh, the mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch, uh, and the Vision has reappeared for some reason. Yes, because, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the uh, Marvel films... Uh, it's Infinity War, Infinity isn't it? Infinity War, War. Yeah. Uh, Vision ain't doing too well in no. the uh, living department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he done gone, got... Hit the gem ripped out of his head. He did he twice. Yeah, lobotomized. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so technically, in the Marvel universe, 
he no longer exists, mm. but he's popped up. He has. What's and he doing? And that's, I think, I enjoyed the big mystery, which was, okay, not only is this setting weird, like, there's something going on here, yeah. but it's like, how uh, and why is Vision back? Is this is this a dream in, in what's her name? Wanda. Wanda's, yeah. I don't know how I got that wrong. Um, <laughs> in Wanda's head, is this, is this set in the, is this some, I don't know, like, I enjoyed that mystery, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. And it, and it, like you say, uh, it really nails. It distracts you with all these different styles, which it does absolutely nail. And you kind of just enjoy the ride. I enjoyed the ride. It sort of tries to distract you with a bit of a love story as well. Yep. We, yeah. we, got, we got like little hints and bits and pieces in the movies that these two are getting along quite well. But you know, with the sitcom sitcom st- style, we get a chance for them to actually connect, to bounce mm. off one another. You get to see the. The, the relationship develop a lot more as well, which is the bulk of these, like, the first six episodes, I would say. Roughly, yeah. And then we slowly get the reveal that something else is going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. We, we get the more marvelous stuff, which you see in the trailer. You see that there are, you know, black ops teams and helicopters flying around. Yep. You sort of get the idea. Because you know that um, Wanda Maximoff, she's an incredibly powerful mm-hmm. being. Like, it's probably... One of the most powerful. She goes toe to toe with Thanos in that movie and yeah. almost, almost kills him. <laughs> yeah, why doesn't she in the end? Uh, they they get the big the big ship to fire on everyone. Ah, sort of distracts every. That would distract. Yeah. Yes. And she has yeah gets distracted by that and so yeah she's basically yeah toe to toe with Thanos and then uh, then uh, it all sort of hits the fan a bit and yeah. she's sort of cruising into her um she's just hanging out in uh, in her own TV land. Mm. Yeah, TV land. Like we would all want to live in TV <laughs> land, wouldn't we? If we could, we also get a nice little look at um, the unsnapping in this. In this, oh, TV we do. Um, yes, yes, we do. Uh, oh, we, we got yeah. a little. We got a glimpse of it in um, yeah. Far From Home, but this one's a little bit more in depth. You get to see the emotional toll this is yeah. sort of put on people, which is nice. Well, it's not nice, but it's it's a nice attention to detail. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Um, soundtrack. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. And again, it goes through not only doing the normal Marvel thing when appropriate, but also the different mm-hmm. eras. Mm-hmm. Um, now, was it one composer or did they have like a different composer per episode? Uh, it's one composer, uh, a team of two. Okay. Uh, I think also a married couple. And they've actually, yeah, they, they, they composed every sort of sitcom-y. They were great. Those were great. intros, like the yeah. stuff, those, <laughs> like the Malcolm in the Middle spin-off yeah. one, I thought was amazing because mm-hmm. they have lyrics that you know yeah. are, are different. But I was like, that is awesome. Yeah, I was like, no, you touch me in the child. Wait, that doesn't. Whoa! Sound right. It touched me in the in the childlike wonder place. <laughs> okay, <laughs> move along, move along. Uh, this is one of those uh, shows as well that. It doesn't really happen for TV shows all that often, but the behind the scenes for this was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, you get a full hour of yeah. behind the scenes. Is there behind I, the scenes. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to watch that. Yeah, yeah. there's um, a whole series of how they made each of these shows, and this like for those first couple of episodes, they were filming in front of a live TV mm-hmm. audience. Oh, was it an actual? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, they, I think particularly for episode one, they had them all dressed up in fifties attire <laughs> and everything. Practical effects during those two episodes as well. Yep, so. yep. Yeah. So, you know, all the levitating and stuff yeah. all done with strings and whatnot. That and, was cool. Um, I think just, just the attention to detail certainly was on those first few episodes. Mm-hmm. It, it got a little bit CGI, a little bit formulaic towards the end. Yeah. I, I definitely... Pre- it, there's nothing wrong with it. I th- again, like we've seen so much of it, I think I preferred the first half where 
they were more focused on being different. I, I don't know that they needed to descend all the way back to standard Marvel at the end. It was always going to, but, though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that it comes with the territory. Because it, once you get an idea, once you know what the story is about, it kind of had to. And what's good about this is that it basically resolves itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have a feeling that for for Wanda Maximoff's character to reappear into the the film franchise, you're going to have to have seen this to understand where she's yes. at when well, she reappears. Isn't this set before Endgame? No. This is, is this set afterwards? This, this is, is all on, afterwards. Yeah. Of course, because yeah, the, the snap. Because the, again, I can't, I, um, that's why I'm the student. I really don't... Mm. I was saying to Steve earlier, they're, they're about to release What If... That that um, series they have. There's a f- the first few oh, episodes are out. I, I can't watch. That I saw the first episode. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't have a firm grasp on how the canon is currently to then watch an alternate take on it. I just get confused. Certainly, the first episode you go, oh, okay, that's definitely. Yeah. It's got narration. It tells you things that are happening. Is like, but mm. then this happens. Wouldn't? But that is the what if. And it's Jeffrey Wright's voice as well. You love Jeffrey Wright. I, I do like Jeffrey Wright because he's going to be in no time to die when that eventually there gets released. There it is. I uh, look. I do understand what you're saying about the whole descend in the Marvel thing, but um, again, it comes down to me being really thirsty for the for the property because I was like. <laughs> Uh, I was like, at the start of this year, I need Marvel. I really need it. I need. What, I'll take whatever I can get. So thirsty. I, thirsty I for get, the property. Get in me. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so when we do get into sort of a little bit more Marvely, good v bad toward the end, I was right in the element. Fine, fine. You know, yeah. um, and and it d- does leave a couple of little threads dangling there. Oh yeah, at the end. Did it? Did it quench your thirst? No, oh, this, this isn't. Now, hang on. Now, this annoys me. Either put an end of credit scene in every episode, or don't uh, at all. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, then there's one you. where there's two. I'm like, oh, for crying out loud! Like, I fight, like, and those credits are long, so I'm fast forwarding through the credits. And go, oh, hang on. There's another. Oh, go back. back yeah, back. I did. Oh, hang thing. on. I didn't pause it. Yeah, to, to, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, gone, gone too far. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Sorry, sorry, sorry. One sec. One sec. Just go. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> this is oh, the good thing right. about Disney Plus because they allow you to skip credits to the scene. So does no, physical what? media. What? Yeah. Do they? Yep. What does it say? It's a little skip credits button. Little. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think that's true. I I pressed that and it went to the next episode. Uh, my TV does it. So. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh! Well, excuse well, well, me. Well, well. Uh, so anyway, that annoyed me because <laughs> some of them there are two scenes in the credits, and others there are one, and others there are none. It's like do them all or do none of them at all. That's the thing. How bad was Black Widow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hasn't not sat well with me. Ah, uh, it hasn't aged well. I think. It's, yeah, uh, and I hadn't been thinking about this, uh, and even in contrast to to this, um, and the fact of the matter is. Even though this descends in the Marvel, it starts off somewhere new. It it's, it covers new ground. Yeah, and not only it, it expands the universe as well. Where we're getting yeah. some new lore placed into this, into the Marvel MCU, which we don't we haven't gotten for about five years. Like, this, this this felt a lot more grounded in the universe mm-hmm. rather than something like Black Widow, where they're like, oh, by the way. There's a huge conspiracy and and infrastructure going on that we just never yeah. got to see, and it's like you couldn't have hidden that. What <laughs> ha, what's happened in this is something within the realms of MCU and Wanda's abilities happens. Yeah, and you go, you know what? That's cool. And there are there are huge consequences mm-hmm. for this too, and people's views and opinions and um, perspective on things. 
when you initially get them in the TV show, you go, man, that guy's terrible. Mm-hmm. And then you think sort of twist on themselves a little bit. Like, I mean, it turns out the guy that I'm mentioning that is terrible. The head of. Is um, terrible. <laughs> but. The head of sword. Yeah, whatever it is. Like perspectives are different yeah. on, on what she actually did. Um, yeah, he's a terrible character. Actually, there's nothing redeeming about him whatsoever. I, I thought the redeeming part <laughs> about him was <laughs> that was such a forced laugh. Was was a, it, it's a it's a new perspective to the blip. Yes, we get to sort of yes. see like ha- we we saw you know uh, sort of the effects in again in Far From Home, but now we're getting a little bit more of an entrenched view in the M- MCU. Oh, and, and certainly next week when we talk about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right, that yeah. is basically what the show is about, yeah. Yeah. is uh, people who, who are not happy with where the world is at. So that's a nice warm-up to that. Mm. And it's also, you know, mm. um, Tayona Paris's uh, character, I've forgotten what her name is. Um, uh, but, in what? Uh, in, in WandaVision. Uh, she's the woman that gets de-blipped. In that, uh, in oh, that yes, fourth episode, yes, yes, it's yes, nice yes. to see the real world ramifications. She's missed out on the um, on the death of her mother because she's yep. been snapped away for five years, and it's a, yep. it's a really good informer for her character throughout the series as well. Bloody Thanos! Yeah, oh, um, unbelievable. He's just getting in the way of everything, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Oh, what a geezer! Also, really happy to see Cat Dennings back as well. I thought we yeah. had seen the. Who is that? She is. She's from the Thor movies. Yeah. I oh, see. Uh, I haven't seen the Thor movies. She was the sarcastic uh, female scientist. Uh, she annoyed me. Well, she's a lot better than she was in the Thor movies. That's not a good thing. That's a very good thing because she was very. Uh, I would say probably superfluous in the, in those. Well, Cat Dennings always kind of plays Cat Dennings. Yeah. Like I don't think. That, I mean. I don't know that her range is particularly there. But it was a lot more suited to this role, yeah, I feel like. It was, I think it was great in this. Yeah. Even though this was a weekly release sort of thing, I was sort of like, I really sort of wish this was a, a terrestrial TV sort of thing as well. I wish I could have sat down at an 8.30 on every night and mm-hmm. sort of watched this mm-hmm. ritual. Gone for the journey. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of missing that in today's culture, aren't we? Well, we, we are a bit. Well, it's funny. I mean, obviously, this would have been released weekly, like you say. Mm. I was in a situation where I had to I, I had to be at home because I was waiting for a COVID test. Um, so I watched this all in one go, oh. um, which was good. I mean, good obviously, work. that is a marathon. Mm. I wouldn't recommend. That can't be good for your health, but I couldn't really do anything else. And <laughs> We did notice. Uh, I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the, the stench. I... Um, Wait, what? <laughs> smell like old popcorn. Ah. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, I I am glad that I got because the mystery's so rich. Yeah. It would have been killing me like every. But again, like you say, maybe that was that's what we're missing mm. in not having to wait a week. I remember when I used to watch Doctor Who when I was a kid, when there was a two-parter episode, waiting the week to find out what yeah. would happen. Yeah. And you got really excited about it. So yeah, maybe we've maybe- kind of lost the concept of a cliffhanger ending now, isn't it? Like if yeah. You, I mean, sure you can still do it, but I mean, if you're late to the party, you don't have to hang around. You get that instant <laughs> gratification. No, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, uh, you know, which is, you know, we talked about the Bad Batch last week. I watched that every week. Yeah, that was yeah. my Friday night ritual. Is I so watched. boring. <sighs> no, uh, you know, I won't get. No, into... you you gave your opinion last week, mate. You're you're devoid of opportunity here. Uh, <laughs> oh, poor little guy. Just look at him, oh, just God. sitting there like he's been told off. Hey, hey, little fella. I used to like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, as uh, speaking of which. 
these three TV series seem somewhat quite well planned. <laughs> yeah. No, it's almost like they had something written down. Yes. It's like they went, you know what? Let's think about what we're going to do for these shows. Mm-hmm. Let's work out how are they going to relate to all of our previous property with respect to other property that we've got currently out in the market and make sure that it's a coherent story. Unlike yeah. Star Wars 789. I was thinking about this the other day as well. Uh-oh. In regards to the the perception that um that Disney's got control over all of Star Wars, but when it comes to Marvel uh, and Marvel property properties, people really look to Kevin Feige for that instead of Disney. And I'm wondering if I, I think Star Wars needs its own Kevin Feige. They do. I don't think Kathleen is. is no, she, it's not Kathleen. It's not Kathleen. No, it's Dave Filoni. They've Dave, got and 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 and, and, oh, okay. and, and uh, but I will say. Dave Filoni has taken control of the TV series. Of course, yes. And done a fantastic job of it, but I don't think he's ever had any involvement in the films. He does. He hasn't. Which is, you know what? If he just sticks to the TV series in Star Wars, I'm happy with that. Just keep keep my precious sweetness good. But he's hands-on. Okay. He's not He's not a... He, yeah, Star Wars needs the figurehead. And, and but Kathleen, it does. You're correct. You're correct. Is it Kathleen Turner? Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy. And I don't think she... She either needs to be more assertive in what they're doing, or or step down from the process altogether. But then wow, needs, that's a huge claim. There needs to there needs to be a a Kevin Feige of of the of the Star Wars universe. They need to yeah. take control. Yeah. They need you George need Lucas to. back because uh, the the running theory is that Kevin Feige is pretty much okay with most of the things that the creators do. There's going to be obviously exceptions yeah. to the rule. Edgar Wright is. Uh, uh, a, t- a typical, a typical case there. Um, Explain. Uh, in that Edgar Wright really wanted to make an Edgar Wright Ant Man film. Yeah. Uh, at a stage where the MCU was still finding its feet, he was sort of pushed out of the directing job because he does have a style he to does. his films. Yeah. yeah. I want to see that film. But um, you know, most most Marvel, you know. Uh, Live action creators usually have some level of free reign to the project, um, and you know the the Russo brothers have been very audible in the fact that they love not knowing what the previous creator has done because it offers new obstacles, new ways to tell story. There is a risk in that. It is, absolutely. and we saw that in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Is that they? It's like. Mm, it's well, the issue there, not to... I, I, I should point out, I've been very much holding myself back. Of course. But um, the, the, the issue there is that the, the big criticism is when they made Last Jedi, it was this idea that it abandoned plot elements from Force Awakens. But then at the same mm-hmm. time, when they made Rise of Skywalker, they completely abandoned everything that was done in Last Jedi. So they mm-hmm. don't build upon That's right. each other. Yeah. Whereas when the Russo brothers came in and did... What was the first one they did? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, yeah. They took into account character arcs and yeah. plot developments of previous movies and built on it and continued mm-hmm. it. They didn't go, no, we didn't like that. We want to change it mm. and retcon it. There's a lot of retconning. They, they embraced the, the yeah. challenge, though. They did, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think... I don't, yeah, I don't really don't think there's... Other than Dave Filoni and maybe even John Favreau, I don't think, 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 mm-hmm. think there's mm-hmm. anyone over at Star Wars really embracing the challenge. There's no sort of overseer that is truly yeah. taking control yeah. of the project. And maybe that needs to be a J.J. Abrams. But 
it needs to be him if it's if it's going to be a single voice or at least a single sort of guiding hand. Yeah, uh, it, they need to choose that. Uh, uh, yeah, bring better. back George Lucas. Let him take control. Give give us your best George Lucas, Matt. What impersonation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the judge has the key to all of this. It's like poetry. <laughs> it rhymes. It rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was terrible. Uh, Bit of a deviation. We have deviated quite significantly here. But you know what? I felt that, you know, maybe someone learnt something from this conversation today. And what do you guys feel about physical media? (laughs) I still like physical media. That's, that's, yeah. I bought a CD the other day. Oh, I think I just... And I thought it was like a common common CD, you know, something that you'd be able to get easily. No, I had to purchase it from the UK. If it's something I really, really like, I'll buy the physical copy of it. But I'll probably watch it on streaming or on a cinema first. Yeah. Occasionally, like, my wife will say, oh, we've got a delivery today and it's another Blu-ray in the mail. I'm like, hey, look at that. That's going to sit on the shelf. And But it's nice to have it. Yeah, same, right. same as having a book collection. When, when, when the fall of the internet happens, and it will, when global collapse happens and all we're relying on is our pedal power to power our DVD players and TVs, you're going to be able to watch stuff. And, and we'll the people. Healthier. And the people who've gone minimalist and cleaned up their lives and us who have hoarded these shiny discs of information and joy <laughs> will be able to watch our favourite shows, assuming that they watch haven't been precious. scratched. Yes, they only survive as long as you don't scratch them. Mm-hmm. And the thirst for content, or what was it? Thirst for... The property. Thirst, mm-hmm. thirst for the property. Thirst for the property. I'm going to put that on a, on a T-shirt. Steve, I'm going to put that thirst. on a personalised plate. People Shut- think you're a realtor. <laughs> Shall um, we wrap up, gentlemen? That is a very good idea. <laughs> it's the first time in a while that it's required someone else to make sure that we wrap up. I just want to talk about the series. I thought the, the the TV series sort of discussion on Disney Plus is an interesting one to have yeah, at the moment. I agree. I agree. Uh, especially it's... in contrast to, to Star Wars because it's sort of like a chalk and cheese thing with those two mm. properties at the moment. Yeah. How bad was Black Widow? <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad. Uh, cool. Who would like to go? Oh, hang on. We've got to work it out of five. Yeah. Five watts. Oh, yeah. Um, static, static channel changes. Uh, oh, by the way, this podcast is brought to you by the technology for a road roadcaster, which appears in one of the WandaVision episodes. Oh, does does oh, it? it? Yeah, it's a piece of equipment that's sitting on a desk. Yeah. And like, it was pretending the end of the, to be something else. Yeah, pretending yeah. to be something else. And it's like a significant end to an episode. We were like, wow. And I was like, that's a roadcaster <laughs> on the desk. God damn. I've got one of those. I feel like I should be in the movies. I think we should go out of roadcasters then, shouldn't we? I was going to say rabbit ears. <laughs> rabbit ears. TV antennae. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Just because it's got that, uh, that you know, staticky feel to the series. Sure, why not? Let's do that. I'll, I'll no go worries. first. Um, yes, please. Being being the student and, and having learnt very much just with this TV show as to how one can be pleasantly surprised when one thinks... A super empire have run out of ideas that they pull this out of the hat and just blew my socks off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, like I say, I, I was not like dreading doing this this three weeks of Marvel. I just wasn't particularly fussed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved this show. It was just so good, and it made me very excited for the the following two. Um, look again, it descends a little bit into for, for me anyway repetitive territory at the end. Just in the way that the thing is sort of wrapped up, but it. But I mean, that's probably going to just take off half a point. I'm. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give it four and a half. Oh, nice. I, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm. Steve, uh, I'll give it five. Ooh, tasty. Give it five. 
Um, Matt, it's it's key to remember there is about 80 years worth of comic books there, 80 years worth of stories to draw upon. No. And if you ever get the chance, sit down and read uh, the Vision comic that this is based off of because that comic book is particularly nuts. Yeah. Compared to the TV series. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this this had look and feel of all the great sitcoms. It had the soundtrack to go along with it. The making of is is just as fascinating. Um, it's it's wonderful to see where Wanda, where Vision, where Catherine Hahn's character goes. Yeah, I, I just I loved reimmersing myself into the Marvel world, and this was the perfect way to do it. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> so what do you give it? You gave it five. Five. I'll give it four and a half, like Matthew, like I said. I like that Vision uh, manages to, to uh, overcome an enemy rather than with his fists. Yeah. He uses philosophy Yeah, and, uh, and, over, and, and does that really well. Um, you know, I, you guys have said everything that I think that, that needs to be said. So, yeah, four and a half from me. Mm-hmm. Great. If that that's a sneaky little wrap up on a on a, yeah. on, a, on, a, on all of that, that's which all is fourteen. My math's good. Oh, thank you, Steve, for the sneaky little fourteen there for Juan <laughs> Division, the first of three episodes that we'll be doing mm-hmm. on the Marvel TV universe. And as we said, strap on. I mean, strap in. Yeah. <laughs> We're so close. <sighs> We're it's doing so well. Uh, it is not the first Marvel TV series to exist, but is certainly the first of the big marquee. Mm-hmm. TV shows from the Marvel Universe, and that so, was. I think when we talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we could, I'm going to bring up those Netflix series because they, they need a shout out. A little shout out. A little shout out. Oh, right. How bad was Black Widow? <laughs> <laughs> I like Agents of Shield. In that is that all on Netflix? Is it? It's on Disney Plus. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Why Netflix? Uh, no. Uh, Agent Carter, Agents of Shield, ABC. They were done by that. Um, it's all over the place. Yeah. But Disney yeah. Plus is bringing them all home. Uh, I don't know about the Netflix, Netflix series. <laughs> wow, what a wrap on this week's episode <laughs> of the Trailer Island podcast. You can reach us uh, from wherever you get your podcast. So make sure you, to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Make sure you give us a five-star rating as well so that we can uh, share with your friends and, and, and grow our audience and more people and all the joys. You can also send a request. Send us a request on the Facebook page. Look, search for Trailer Island there. And, uh, yeah, tell your friends. I've been Alex and I was joined by... Matthew. The Stephen Witch. Yeah, you look good in a cape. I do. Mm. <laughs> that moustache looks really nice too. Thank you. Good night. How bad was Black Widow? <laughs> this is a Narrative Network podcast.